Blog Talk Radio. at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett, and I, I have a co-host tonight. Her name is Jeanette Ka Legill. We want to welcome all of you to this special show tonight. This show will provide individuals interested in genealogy and history an opportunity to listen learn, and take action. If you have logged in as a guest and you wish to participate in the chat, and I do see several guests in the chat room, please sign in through your Facebook account or blog, Talk Radio. Now, some of you attended the DNA-tested Cote d'Ivoire Descendants Forum organized at the 2016 International Black Genealogy Summit on September the 2nd, 2016, in Arlington, Virginia. The ambassador of Cote d'Ivoire in the United States participated in the forum and offered his full support to the implementation of the outcome of the forum and commissioned us to develop a strategy which will help enlarge the DNA-tested family and reveal the DNA-tested Cordoba descendants. Well, tonight's show will launch the beginning of a series of conversations to create an environment that promotes knowledge and sharing between Cote d'Ivoire and its diaspora. Now, Cote d'Ivoire has lots of tribes and ethnic groups and spoken languages over 85. And this show will focus on a sample of what constitutes Cote d'Ivoire's populations and their social, cultural environment. Some members of the Ivorian community in the U.S. have volunteered to share their customs and practices of the ethnic group they belong to. So let me give a warm welcome to Jeanette Carr-Legill to research at the National Archives and beyond. Welcome, Jeanette. Uh, welcome, Bernice. Thank you for having me. I'm excited well, to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you, Jeanette. And before we bring on our Ivorian guest tonight, please share with us 
you know, did you take your DNA test and then tell us why you decided to test your DNA? Oh, thank you, uh, Bernice. This is a very long story and uh, an exciting ending. Um, yes, I did take my uh, DNA test for a long, long time when I was uh, even in Côte d'Ivoire, where I was born. Um, I was curious about my uh, my um, origin because of the way my mother and her, her siblings, they look, because they look different from um, the people from the same uh, region. So I was wondering, where did these people came, come from? So one day, my mom told me that uh, her ancestors did not originate from Côte d'Ivoire, but she was talking about the neighboring countries like Guinea, Mali. That's all she knew. So when I came to the U.S., I was still thinking, and I was concerned. And so one day I met um, Bernice and Lisa. They were talking about DNA and how DNA really helped connect with the families. And I said, let me do it. Maybe that will bring the answer to my uh, concern. And finally I did. Guess what? My mother originated from Europe. And also part of her ancestors are from Native American. And that was awesome. As of today, it's like a, my part of my brain was looking for information, knowledge. And so it was empty. So today I stopped looking because I found what I wanted. And I have my answer. So I went back to my mom and uh, to her siblings, the community. They were all amazed. And then she acknowledged that this must be true because she knew something was happening. So that's my short story. So DNA actually answered all my questions, and now I feel great. There is no more looking for. And uh, I was able to connect with... What an interesting story. Now, where are you from in Côte d'Ivoire? In Côte d'Ivoire, actually, my uh, ancestors, um, they found places in uh, West Côte d'Ivoire. So we belong to the group called We. It's a very, very large group and complex group. Uh, So we are not too far from Liberia, not too far from Guinea. That's where we live. So we are mixed with uh, uh, the group that they call Madeng, uh, coming from the north. So some of us are Muslim, and then also we have some Christians among ourselves. So you have tested your DNA. Now, many African Americans are, are excited to connect with a cousin from Africa. And while you have told us about your admixture and where you're from in Cote d'Ivoire, I want to know, have you connected with an African-American cousin? Oh, definitely. And it was, oh, my God, it was a joy, a joy. I couldn't explain that. It was a joy. 
uh, you know, we always look for friends, you know. So when you find a family member, someone that you share something in common, you know, there's something that you cannot explain. And um, I'm actually a family-oriented person. So I met with two of my um, uh, cousins. We share the same ancestors. So we have uh, Jimmy Jones. She lives in uh, New York. And then um, I met with uh, Bobby Schultz. He lives in uh, Fort Washington in Maryland. But I have others. We are trying to connect to actually get together, keep in touch. I have at least 63 cousins that we are trying to uh, to see where and when we can we can meet and share this you know joy. It's so it's amazing, really. It is amazing, and I I have met. At least I have communicated with some of my African cousins. And so it is an amazing experience because, as you know, many of us from African descent, we don't know where in Africa our ancestral roots are. And so tonight I'm turning this program over to you. Because while DNA testing and posting results on YouTube seems to be the new trend, let's focus on what it means to find a country on the continent of Africa where your ancestors may have come from. And that's exactly what we're going to do tonight. So, Jeanette, we have your first guest on, and so uh, I'm turning it over to you. Thank you, Bernie. And you and are live I, with your first uh, guest. Is Felix there? Felix Abraham Bamba? Yes, he is. He's live. Felix, you are live. You can talk. Hi, Felix. Hello? Oh, okay, I have Felix on, but he's not saying I don't have him. Okay, okay, so we'll go to the we'll go to the next guest that's on, um, and this is um, I'm just gonna click the button. When I click the button, I, you're on live. You may speak. Okay, uh, guests, when you come on live, please mute your computer so that we don't get feedback. I'm going to bring the guests on. This is uh, 3401. You're live. Hello, you are live. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Uh, This is William. Yes, my name is uh, Bernard Asambo. I'm from uh, Ivory Coast. Oh. Very good. Yes, so, oh, okay. thank you so much. This is uh, the group of Pastor Pierre Aka and yes, Bernard. Yes, yes, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, so, um, I will, uh, I will ask you just one question. We, yes. we want to learn. Uh, you know, you know that you are part of the uh, east south coast of uh, Cote d'Ivoire. Exactly. So, the Asawi and Akan group. So yes. can you please tell us what do we do you want us to know about your group? 
Well, uh, uh, our group, as you just said, is part of the Akan group. And uh, the Akan group that were very, uh, very uh, powerful, basically, everywhere the Akan group went, they were a little bit persecuted because of uh, strong tradition and custom. The history of the Akan group started all the way from the, the south of Egypt, the Nile region, always to Ghana. Okay, and uh, the kingdom of uh, Sanwi is traditional. It's a basically traditional kingdom located, as you just say, on the southeast corner of uh, Ivory Coast in West Africa. And uh, it was established, uh, and about, if I'm not mistaken, around 1739-40 by the Anyi, the Anyi migrant from Ghana, and, uh, and around uh, 18. 41, between 1841, 42, 43, the kingdom became, uh, let, I, won't call it, uh, a, I won't call it a colony, but some kind of commonwealth. Another word, the proper word is a protectorate of France. Okay. In 1959, in 1959, it was merged with Ivory Coast because the whole yeah. area was called Gold Coast combined with Ghana. It was called the Gold Coast. Okay. okay. So 1959, it was merged with the Ivory Coast. At the time, the tribal population was estimated to be around 35, 40, 45,000. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where the, 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 the kingdom of uh, the Anyi people start the story, briefly. Okay. So, so my the, question is, the, the Anyi group, are, are they involved with the slave, uh, slavery? Yes, I'm glad you asked this question. That's a very good question. Because as you know, the Akan people, including the Anyi people, are, are, are people that are fishermen that live always everywhere you find water. The riverside, seaside, you know. So as we know, when the Europeans came, you know, they, uh, back then it was a navigation. People would navigate, they were not flying. So they, they, they took contact with the Akan people, including the Anyi too, starting in Ghana. You see? So uh, basically, they will they will go in and get people, and and, and keep them in a certain area. Like for example, uh, on the Gore Island in Togo, I mean, in Senegal, they had a place where they were keeping people that they call the Island of No Return. That's just an mm. example. Exactly. So since the Akan people will live everywhere where there's water, you know, river, sea, lake, because a lot of them were fishermen. So that's mm -hmm. where they were they were able to gather. Some of these uh, Akan people, including the Anyi, uh, that, that was involved in the, uh, on the slave trade. And it was unfortunate. It was not in every situation. But a lot of times, some of us will lead the white people to go inside. You see, because these people didn't know our places. Mm -hmm. Well, it was not all the time, but sometimes it happened. So, like I said, the, 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 the core of these people uh, in Ghana were conflict between uh, the Ashanti and the Anyi create the reason for departure to the Ivory Coast. Mm -hmm. You see, headed by the, 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 the first king that was called Ano, Ano Amran or something like that, of the kingdom of the Sandwich. The Anyi settled, you know, in Abuaso, in, uh, in the region called Abuaso. And uh, the leadership was, uh, uh, was uh, a leadership was created, was broke out, and the new Earth between the Anyi and Gua, 
first occupier of the site. So that what we, today we have uh, some um, account in both uh, countries, Cote d'Ivoire and um, and uh, Ghana. So but actually, they are the people. Exactly, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a little parenthesis. A lot of times, I know a lot of friends, African American, that the name are Kwame, and I say, where did you get this Kwame name from? He said, I got it from Ghana. I understand it's uh, a kind group of powerful people, and their name is Kwame. But over here, they say Kwame, but it's Kwame. Because we remember one basketball player called Kwame Brown, if I'm not mistaken, about like five, ten years ago. You see, that's the name that the family gave them. Because mm -hmm. they, they, they thought that was a beautiful name, very significant name. Mm -hmm. yep. So how do you think today, because they, they are brothers and sisters, here in the U.S., they really wanted to connect. So what do you think should happen? And uh, have you ever thought about, you know, um, this idea of uh, reconnecting African-American and the, you know, mother uh, country? The people from the motherland? Well, I never yeah, motherland. thought about it. I never thought about it, but uh, I think I've never done any DNA myself. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic idea. And uh, not just, it goes beyond fantastic idea because this will be, that's something that will bring African-American, a lot of African-American and people from West Africa or anywhere in Africa together. You know? Okay. So I think it will take people with uh, uh, people to bring certain people together mm -hmm. and uh, create some kind of system, you know, where mm -hmm. this can bring our people together because basically we are the same. Yeah. So um, I think that is uh, very interesting. Do you have any question, um, Bernice? On uh, any question from the post? Well, I just want you to uh, once again just. Go back and clarify what you were saying about the uh, the African slave trade, and yep. so that we could be clear on, on what you were speaking of. Okay, to be precise, what I said is that when uh, the European came in, they were navigators, and those navigators, the first, the first people that they, they had contact with it was people that lived by the water, around the water, by the water, which was the Akan people, including the Anyi people. You see, because back there they did not uh, discriminate who is who and who is what. But the, the fact is that when the European and the French people come to Ivory Coast, the first people that they had contact with was the Akan people. The, the Anyi people are Akan, okay? So that, that's how, that's what happened. Okay, that's, that's and we also, we have a question that's coming out of the chat room, and they okay. would like to know how can you encourage oh, Africans to gone. take the DNA test? I, okay, I think this is a little bit of uh, a personal matter, you know, and it's about education, it's about a state of mind, it's about a, uh, we need people to uh, help uh, some of us, encourage some of us to take the DNA test because it can help create a link with some of our people in here, some of our brothers, okay? Personally, I have never thought about doing a DNA test, but now that I'm I participating in this uh, uh, mission right here, I think I'm going to take that initiative and take a DNA test. Uh, congratulations. Very good. That's a good okay. thing. Okay. 
My yes. pleasure. And I'm anyway, we have invited. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeanette, today? you have another caller online, and okay. this is uh, caller uh, area code four, with four one eight one, Laurent Ajay. Oh, very good. Okay, put putting on. Um, Asavon and then Pastor Pierre, thank you so much. Again, we are not going to stop here. There will be a next step. And uh, thank you so much for your brilliant uh, uh, contribution. Thank you so much, President. Hello, uh, Laurent? Hello? Laurent, are you there? Put your computer on mute. Okay, she is live, but she's not speaking. So I'm going to take it to the next caller, and uh, hopefully your next caller will, will come on. This is uh, Helen uh, Lou. Okay, so we take Helen while uh, Laurent is getting ready. Okay. Hello, uh, Helen? Oui, oui. Hello, good afternoon, good evening, uh, Helen. Thank you for, yes, uh, for joining. Helen is from another group called Guru. Guru. Uh, so, um, Helen, would you please uh, tell us about yourself briefly and then also uh, about the group that you belong to? Thank you very much. Okay. Um, I, I came from... Uh, uh, Africa, West Africa, precisely uh, Cote d'Ivoire or Africos. And uh, my region where I live in Cote d'Ivoire is uh, is located in the central west of Cote d'Ivoire, called Ume. And uh, my ethnic group is uh, Guru. And Ume, let's say that Guru, there is uh, three different parts of Guru. We are a lot. One part Guru, they settle in Ume, and one group settle also in Senfra and Zenula. And uh, Ume, we have two different communities. One is called Gadu. Um, Guru people, they are a very extraordinary and, you know, population, special population in Cote d'Ivoire. Because uh, as a uh, uh, pastor was saying, like Akan, they came from elsewhere. But the Guru people was in the land already. Guru and Gagu, they are from Cote d'Ivoire. They were in the lines. Then the other different group communities came to join them. And uh, we have the Gagu. There is a little bit different between Gagu, but we live in the same uh, area. But we speak different language, Guru and Gagu. And uh, when Gagu is speaking, we don't understand their language the ethnic language. When, when Guru is speaking Guru, they do not understand the, uh, Guru too. But uh, there is a mixed mix issues, like Guru can marry Gagu, and Gagu can marry uh, uh, Guru. 
That way, the both communities usually they learn to be together. They will live in peacefully. And uh, another thing is that we have the same culture. And uh, like uh, dancing, we dance a lot. And uh, also the marriage process is the same thing. But the particularity of Guru and Ume is that we have uh, our, local our local material. It's like the Jewish. They have their specific local material. When they wear it, you saw them, you know right away that they are Jews. Some kind of identification material. And we wear that. Like, so, uh, uh, and quickly, uh, my question. Okay. Uh, how mm -hmm. do you connect with the rest? Since you said that, you know, the, the Guru and the uh, Gagu were already in the... Um, uh, in Cote d'Ivoire. And the land, yes. So how, how how did they connect now? How did they relate to the others who, who came? Was it easy, the uh, collaboration with the others? Yes. Yes, because uh, on the West Side, they are very, they, they, they always welcome anybody. There was no no fighting. They just live together peacefully. Relation, you don't relate. They, they enter, uh, enter react peacefully. No problem at all. And uh, do you have any uh, story of uh, um, slavery or colonization? If any, how do you, you know, can you share uh, it? Yes, concerning slavery, uh, okay, my father used to tell me that uh, we did not have uh, this, the, the, the type of slavery the way the Akan people, Ghanaian people had it. But uh, there was some kind of uh, slavery. And there is no kingdom. And we have, a, 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 how can I call it, traditional chiefs, the kingdom. And um, uh, the slavery, sometimes they come from uh, North Park. But it was not really slavery. It was mm. not really slavery like uh, the other people. Yeah, this is my slavery. This is that. This is no, no. We not. We did not uh, even face any difficult situation like the other people. Uh, okay. People coming to take our children to go to take them somewhere that uh, they are my, you know. Something like we didn't we we did not face those situations. So can you explain why this didn't happen? It did not happen because uh, okay they were on the on the land and uh, other people anybody like uh, like as I said and my my place we have uh, 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 people coming from the north part. We have people coming from the because we have a we are a forest people. We have a okay. deep forest. Very good. So because of the, the the farm, they need to do farm. They come to us. So okay. we are the, those people. They were peaceful people. They said, mm -hmm. okay, they are our brothers. We can accept them. But sometimes when you welcome them. Those are stranger, then they can start, you know, causing problems. 
Okay. On such situation now, our people now can react. We were nice to accept you and in our communities. So you must also be nice with us. If you are not nice, then out from here. So okay. they face those situations there was a little bit conflict, but they found always a way to solve it, especially with the Bahule people. Bahule from Yamsukro and those uh, we are surrounded by the, the Bahule. We are not too far from the Bahule. But still the Akan people. Bahule, yeah, Bahule the Akan people, yes. Yeah, some of the because Bahule Akan with the, there is a Ani Akan is a very large community. Ani uh, Baule, even Ebrier, those people, they are Akan. Okay. So we live with everybody. Yes. So today we are talking about uh, um, and then African uh, Americans, our brothers and sisters, who are trying to reconnect. They are really working hard to reconnect with their ancestors and then, uh, you know, enjoy all the goodies in, uh, in Africa. Do you think that, you know, uh, the DNA uh, will have an impact if, for example, you do yours, or uh, if for someone from uh, Guru tribe trying to do it, do you think that there will be any uh, chance for you to connect with uh, African Americans, brothers and sisters? Yes, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. DNA is a new is a new uh, revolution. So even if it's from you that I learned that you did and you found out mm-hmm. that you have the members here. Even me, with my complexion, uh, my morphology, I face always, I'm Ivorian. But even Ivorian, sometimes uh, the people think that I'm not Ivorian. I say, why? Mm-hmm. No, you don't look like Ivorian. Maybe uh, you, you, you came from somewhere else. Very good. So uh, it's very important. Even uh, I, I told you that uh, I even asked you how much it, co- it costs. I will try to find out who really I am, and uh, because oh. uh, my father, like my children, well, some of my children were born here and they grew up here. When we went back home, like I took them to the in the village, when they first saw my father, they said, "Oh, mommy." Our grandfather is a Mauritanian. And why you never told us? Because my father was very tall, very uh, long nose, like white people. Very light, they slim. It's hard to see that he is a real African. Uh, even when I was on mission working in Rwanda, I faced a persecution problem. I was accused by uh, Utu people that uh, I was... Uh, uh, to see women, they even try to kill me because of my complexion, everything on me. And I yeah. face such, the same problem in Cote d'Ivoire. If uh, is there any any time any trouble, uh, uh, conflict, I'm sure that my children and I will be killed. Wow! You see, so, uh, it's, but it's crazy. Why should you? See, you look at somebody and uh, start hating because automatically yeah. you say, yes, he, you see. So when I think about the experience that I faced uh, with the Rwandese, Burundese, uh, refugees, uh, I mean, that's the other side. I realized that maybe those people, they have killed many other Africans 
who really does not uh, have anything to do with the crazy influence with the problem. Yeah. I was, they try to so kill I me. Had, so uh, the uh-huh. situation that we all live in uh, in Africa. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm so I'm so happy to hear that you know you are also interested in doing uh, uh, take, yeah, taking your uh-huh. because. Right now, even even uh, some of uh, the uh, brothers and sisters who have done the DNA, they need uh, Africans to also take the DNA test so that they, they will know where their ancestors are. So that is really important, and then it's, uh, it's, it's really helpful. So, uh, uh, Bernice, do we but, have anything uh, for, for uh, Helen? I, 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 want to say, I want to say something. Um, for our people here, Afro, our brothers and sisters here, I think that Africa is open for them. Because any Afro-American, if you go back to Africa, just say that I'm American, Africa, Afro-African, people will welcome you right away. If you have your, they, they will give you the land. Like if I talk anybody here with me in my village, this is our summer, our children who is, went abroad for many years. Oh, people will start crying and welcome mm. them. If they have money, they will give them a land, build your place, do this, do this. That's it. You know the hospitality in Africa. Yeah, thank you Even, so much. Yeah, sometimes really, uh, when I look at some of my people here, the same face that we see here, we have the same face. I said, oh, my God, this one look like my, my uncle. This one look like my, 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 my cousin. Many I actually visit and, ask yeah. and visit Cote d'Ivoire is one of the, uh, uh, the objectives that we're trying to, uh, to yeah. achieve. Uh, we wanted to speak. Uh, we have, our, I think, our next uh, guest. So, uh, Helen, thank you so much for sharing that information. And, again, uh, this uh, um, initiative doesn't stop here tonight. Uh, there will be uh, next steps. So I'm so happy that you have joined us, and then uh, please uh, stay tuned. Uh, so we are preparing to have a conversation with the Ivorian community so that we can also learn from our brothers and sisters so that we can really see how we can collaborate and make it happen. So, um, Helen, thank you so much for your brilliant presentation. And then uh, we will uh, move to the next speaker, who is uh, William Ousu. Hello, William. Are you okay. there? William Ousu was online, and um, he's, his call has dropped. So we're going to take a quick break and then come right back. Just a quick break. All right. Thank you.
Welcome back to Research at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett. And I, excuse me, this is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett. And I usually broadcast every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, where I will have an expert to share resources, stories, and answer your burning genealogy and history questions. Remember, all of my guests share a deep passion and knowledge of genealogy and history. All of my shows are available as a podcast immediately after the broadcast, and they can be downloaded from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn.com, and Stitcher.com. Now, you have been listening to representatives from the Ivorian community and Jeanette Legill has been moderating the show. So I'm going to turn the program back over to Jeanette, and I will also ask all of these guests who are waiting to speak, please, when I say you're live, say something so that we know you're live and you can hear us, and Jeanette will be able to continue with the interview. So my next guest on the last uh, number is 3882. You're live. Jeanette, you can take it over. Thank you. This is Dr. Asenia Francois. Yes. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. So, Dr. Asenia. Yeah. I know that you did a lot of research on our uh, the history of Côte d'Ivoire and the people on people of Côte d'Ivoire. So mm-hmm. please, what would you like to share with us tonight? Okay, thank you for doing. Which it. part of of Côte d'Ivoire are you from? Okay, um, my name is Francois Asimi, as you said. I'm from Ivory Coast, West Africa. I have been in the U.S. for four years. In Ivory Coast, I was a professor of philosophy and French. I'm also a writer. See uh, Google to get to know me better. I hold a PhD in philosophy and a bachelor degree in anthropology, sociology. I belong to a tribe called Gua or Mbatu. My tribe is called Gua, Gua or Mbatu. I'm going to talk about my tribal culture tonight. Gua, Gua people are located in South Africa, near Abidjan, of my country. We are surrounded by cities called Grand Bassam, Petit Alipé, Benjerville. We are Christian, but also animist. We have our own traditional religion. So we worship a god that is called Biangon. Our tribal god is called Biangon. God Biangon is nice, is a nice guardian who takes good care of us and protects us from every bad thing. He is located in the town called Domolon. Domolon. God Biangon watch over us, bring us safety, security, prosperity of the enemy at war. Every two years, 
Goa people organized a great party to celebrate and worship God Biongo. Our warriors or other people come to Domolon from everywhere in the world to dance and to thank God Biongo. They offer him food and a drink. God Biongo is the source of spiritual and religious power to Goa people. The seers and priests talk to him. They tell him our needs. So, Dr. Yes. So, the, this God was before the, the African uh, American uh, missionaries? Oh, yes, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So, that was mm-hmm. also before uh, the slavery? I'm sorry? Was it before the, st- the slavery? Um, I oh, you, don't. you didn't I mean, experience slavery in, uh, in, in your region? Oh, slavery. As, People don't talk about slavery in my region. Don't okay. talk about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. I was saying that the seers and priests talk to our God, Biongo. They tell him our need, explain him our problems. And he replies and solves any problem we are facing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's more, a powerful mm-hmm. God. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. To to know more about God Beyond God, uh, I recommend you my book entitled The African Rebels, published by Ex Libris Company. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So when, when did you start uh, worshiping Jesus? Oh, we are Christian too. We are Christian, but we yeah, but uh, we worship our own God too, our traditional religion. So Most how about the Muslims? Mm-hmm. Do you have any Muslims too? Oh, Muslim, no, no. Some people from North Africa, from um, other yeah, other places who come to our place, they can. They don't have any. Uh, mask is something like that. No, no, we don't. No mask. No mask. Yeah, no mask. Yeah. So, Dr. Asemian, tonight we are trying to have a conversation with our brothers and sisters, uh, mm-hmm. African, and then uh, we are discussing the uh, positive aspect of uh, testing the DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything that you want to share about the DNA? Do you have any uh, experience, any thought about it? Oh, I just, I just did it. I just did it. the DNA test uh, because uh, I'm trying to bring my children uh, to the United States, and I will ask them to do that, and I did it. I recently did it, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. so my children mm-hmm. to know if mm-hmm. you are connected with the uh, African American ancestry, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But anyway, you know, good, um... but when people see me, people see me. Most of people think I'm not uh, a real African, and I'm mm. you know, Yeah. When uh, we were at war in the Cote d'Ivoire, I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of problems about that. 
because most of the people think I'm not from Africa. People think I'm from um, Morocco, Mauritania, you know, from other country. Yeah, people people think I'm not a real Ivorian. So I think I'm that will be your 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 provide you some answers to your question, like me, I did before. Oh yeah, yeah. Something yeah. that you would like to do. Yeah, maybe I need to do the genetic test to to check everything about that. Oh, that's very good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I have a question that. because many of the people that are are listening are also genealogists. And while they're taking their DNA tests, and the DNA tests will focus on some of their ancestry, they also are trying to connect with relatives. And so this is another reason why the DNA testing uh, African groups have have formed. So when when we talk about genealogy, what kind of genealogy do you have about the people that you've been sharing with us? Mm. 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 Okay. Um, I'll, some, some, um, some teacher of history said we Gua people we from we from Ghana some some other say we from Liberia. He's so confused. I don't know if what is true. But we Avorian people in South Africa. We we originally we from some some somewhere else. We from uh, either Ghana. No, Liberia, something like that. Yeah, we mm-hmm. we not originally from and Africa. And group that has a lot of lot of subgroups as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, Doctor Semia. Yes. So this group, uh, his the group that he belongs to, mm-hmm. they they have lot of tiny tiny, you know, kind of subgroups. So um, it's uh, that's Cote d'Ivoire, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that we have uh, our next guest, uh, uh, Bernice. If that's the case, we can, um, you know. Right, we so uh, have the next guest. Laurent is available. So, uh, Dr. Semya, thank you so much. So, again, uh, the objective is to help uh, um, our brothers and sisters reconnect with, uh, with the continent, with Côte d'Ivoire, with Africa. So thank you so much for your willingness to to take the uh, the next step. Thank you, and then uh, uh, we 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 see you soon. Uh, I think Laurent Dama Ajay is available. No, we have uh, uh, Awusa. Awusa is online. Yes. Okay. Uh, good evening, uh, Mr. William Awusu. Hi. How are you? Good evening, madam. Happy I've to have ready. you. Yes. yes. Okay. So please, tonight we are discussing DNA and how we can uh, help uh, reconnect with Africa. So uh-huh. please share with us uh, any information that you have regarding your region and uh, your thought about uh, the DNA test. Hi. Good evening, everyone. Um, 
I'm really honored to be invited. Um, and um, it's good to see that we're all trying to reconnect. Even people in Africa also needs to need to do reconnection because a lot of us we still don't know our origin. Some people migrated from different places and ended up different places. So, so it's good that we are you know trying to reconnect with our past. So basically, um, what I wanted to talk about is um, it's always good to start with yourself. You know, as much as I know, um, and I've heard a lot of people talk about Akan tonight and uh, I'm going to say I'm proud to say I'm also Akan well as far as I know maybe the DNA can prove me wrong but <laughs> as far as I know I'm Akan Akan is the it's what I call like an umbrella tribe and you have many you know subgroups within Akan I trace my route to Akan in Ghana as, for, as opposed to Cote d'Ivoire now the Akan kingdom was one but you know with colonialism the Europeans divided up you know, the Akan region, and some of it fell into Cote d'Ivoire, present-day Cote d'Ivoire, and some of it fell into present-day Ghana. Um, now, the Akan people are very, they're very proud people. They're very strong. They have a rich history. They have many, many um, folk tales that they tell. They have their own, um, um, obviously, they have their own language. They have many different sub-languages within the Akans. Um, and then they have um, they have a, um, one of the things they're popular for is the naming tradition, which I would uh, I would like to focus on a little bit later. But just a brief overview of the Akan people um, I wanted to get into. So the Akan um, kingdom was divided up by the um, Europeans. Some of it went into Cote d'Ivoire, like I said earlier. Some of it went into Ghana, and I trace my route to the folks that are you know in Ghana, um, although they still have commonality across the national boundaries that, you know, that we observe now, basically. And one of the ways they have um, the commonality is the naming system, although it's a little bit different depending on where you are. Um, so also the Akan people are also matrilineal, um, which is not something that most people talk about. They trace, um, basically you trace your ancestor from your mother's line, not your father's line. Most cultures nowadays, it's through your father that you trace your line. But the Akan people are matrilineal. So in case of inheritance, succession, bloodline, they trace it to the mother line. And they, they have their own origin story where the woman is placed above all. The woman is the, is the center of their story. That's why they're matrilineal. So women are given um, um, honor in, in that society. Um, so, um, so what I wanted to talk about was their naming convention. So I'll start with myself. For example, my name is um, Kweku, or some people say Kwaku. Um, they have variants in different regions, but it basically means born on Wednesday. And so each day has, has, its, has its own name for a boy, and the women have their own set of names as well. So I'll just go through the names for the boys. And each Akan um, tribe or subgroup has a variant of that name. So me, uh, my subgroup is Ashanti, right? So for the Ashantis, um, Sunday is Kwesi, Monday is Quadro, Tuesday is Kwabna, Wednesday is Kweku or Kwaku, Thursday is Yao, Friday is Kofi, Saturday is Kwame. And those are for the male names. So the females also have their own set of names as well. And what's interesting about those names also, they have, um, they have association in the Akan folklore, in the Ak Akan um, um, 
um, what's the word? I can't think of it. You know, in, in their fairy tales, they have associations. For example, Kweku or Kwaku is um, associated with the spider. Now, there's a famous Akan folklore or fairy tale known as Kweku Anansi um, that has even traveled to the New World in, like, the Caribbean and also some parts of the um, other parts of um, um, South America as well, where the slaves were taken who came from the Akan region, they carried those folk, t- um, folk tales or those fairy tales with them. And, and the, the, one of the most famous that survived was known as Kweku Anansi, meaning the Kweku the spider. And the spider is like a trickster, basically, and they have stories surrounding the trickster. So um, those are the um, set of names for the males. So the females, um, like, um, they kind of follow the male. For, in like, for example, Sunday for, um, um, for male is Kwasi. For females, is AC or ASI. And then Monday is Kwajo. For female, is Ajwa. Tuesday is Kwabna for male, and female is Abna. Wednesday is Kwaku for male, and, and Wednesday for female is um, Ekuya or Akuya. And Thursday is Yao for male, and for female is Ya. And Kofi is, is Friday for male, and for female is Afwa or Efwa. And Saturday is Kwame, and for female is Ama. So those are, um, that's, they, and they also they have names for twins. They have names for the time of um, the time of day you were born. They have names for the circumstances you were born. So they take these names in conventions very, very seriously. And every Akan person, whether it's Baule in, um, in Cote d'Ivoire or in, or in uh, um, Ashanti in Ghana, you find that they have um, they have a name either for the circumstance they were born, the time of day they were born, or the actual day they were born. But the most common one is the days, and those names the um, the, um, the, day, the names um, based on the days are also um, popular in, in U.S. You know, you have like Kwame, for example, is a very popular name that African Americans adopt. So those names have survived even in the New World um, through um, you know through um, through the generations. So that's basically what I want to talk about. I don't know if anyone has any questions, and we can I, continue. I, I have questions. Okay, ma'am. So, no, uh, it's Janet. The, yes, my question is: This is very, very rich. The information that you are sharing. So now that you know, we know that these names are also are also found in the U.S. Uh, have you f- thought about doing your DNA so that you can match your your parents here in the U.S., vice versa? Yeah, um, for me, the reason why I thought about doing my DNA, because um, a, a bit of my background, so my father is Ashanti, right, which means I'm not really Akan because they're matrilineal, you know, because mm. based on, what, I, based on what, I've, what I've explained, you know, they're matrilineal culture. So, you know, I would say I'm Akan, but if, if we go according to the tradition, they would not consider mm-hmm. me Akan because my father is Akan. My mother is not Akan, I, as, as far as I know. Maybe DNA mm-hmm. can tell me something else. So my mother mm-hmm. actually is from Sierra Leone, which is also a very interesting place. She's a um, mm-hmm. Creole from Sierra Leone, which they have their own history based um, that's around the slave trade as well because they were like the returned slaves from the Americas, the Caribbean, okay. and okay. the U.K., and also slaves that were captured on the high seas and return to to Africa as well. So she's from that community. So if I wanted to do my DNA, it would be because of that. You know, maybe she's passed on some genes to me from the new world. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Because ancestors come from there, right? Uh, okay. So, 
So that, that would be your, your, yours is, uh, is so important because uh, because of your mom who actually yeah. happened to be uh, also you know because you said that she's uh, also the descendant of those who were uh, taken us. back to Africa, right? Right, right. right. Oh, right. wow. Yeah. This right. is really, really interesting. I love it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. But is, is she part of the uh, group that they're called uh, Patriots in Sierra Leone? Yeah, Creole, Creole, yeah, Creole. They speak the Patois, the broken pidgin English. And okay. that Patois is similar to what they speak in Guyana. It's similar mm. to what they speak in Jamaica. A lot of them came from, a lot of them, a lot of the returned slaves in Freetown were the Maroons from Jamaica. There's even a mm-hmm. famous church in Sierra Leone called St. John's Maroons that were opened by the first Maroons that settled there from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They, also, they also had some, because um, what happened after the, um, during the American Revolution, they mm-hmm. were, you know, during the American Revolution, there were, there were blacks that fought on the British side and on the American mm-hmm. side. So mm-hmm. the losing side, the British side, had blacks and they had nothing for them to do because they had lost the war. So they sent mm-hmm. them to Nova Scotia. So some of them mm-hmm. in Nova Scotia, from Nova Scotia, they repatriated them to Freetown because Freetown mm-hmm. was negotiated with the, with the local chiefs in that area. And I think, I, I think they purchased the land to, re, to, you know, to repatriate all the slaves, right? Mm. Uh, slaves, rather. Um, so, that, so my mom comes from that community, right? So... Um, so that would be my interest in, in doing DNA, anyway. not so much for my father's side because, I mean, he he tells he, he used to tell me different stories about himself, like his dad is a shanty, but his mom is something else. So who knows where we all come from, you know? Mm-hmm. Because so, Bernie, do you thing, have any questions for uh, William Ousu? Yes, well, William, uh, I'd like to know, do you have uh, American cousins uh, simply because of your mother and the Sierra Leone connection. Possibly, and, and that, that would be something DNA can tell me. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. not anyone directly that I can think of on top of my head. But um, because, of, because she comes from that community, community it's possible. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a very interesting discussion, William. Thank you, my yes. friend. Very rich. And so, it's do you have so anything much. else you want to oh. share with us? Um, I mean, as far as Africa, I have a lot, but you know, I wanted to keep it like keep the focus on on the naming convention and the Akan people. But you know, in other subsequent you know broadcasts, we can talk about other things that you are interested in. Because I I, okay. I was told I was given I was given five minutes in the slot, so I only prepared you know this short presentation. Well, thank you very much, and the people in the chat room are thanking you also. Okay. My yeah, opinion. so this is an introduction because I know that, you know, uh, some people wanted uh, us to uh, involve a larger group, but I think okay. that this is just the beginning of a series right. of a conversation because we right. really need to know from each other definitely. Right. So, I mean, uh, William, his, uh-huh, go ahead, sorry. No, I, I simply wanted to – no, please go ahead because uh, I wanted to introduce the next speaker – uh, okay. You know. Very well. So, Go ahead. Yeah. No. Um. Um. Lastly, I just want to say, you know, there's 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 rich there's a rich history in Africa, and so we can we can have many other conversations on different topics. So I'll be available. No problem. Very good. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. So our next uh, speaker, I think, is Laurent Dama. Is that the case, uh, Bernice? Yes. Yes. 
Okay, she very is good. Live. Okay, very good. Hello, Dama, Laurent, Ajay. Hello? No, I don't know what happened. She she is live. Hello, I have hello. her on. Hello, hello, yes, hello. you're live. Do you, do you oh, yes, yes, we can hear you. So Laurent, thank you for joining us. Laurent is a uh, is a writer, is a politician, is a uh, researcher, is a is a community organizer. Is he has a lot of information. So Laurent, you have only yes. five minutes. So can you please uh, share with us? All the goodies that you have regarding African, regarding uh, Cote d'Ivoire, and regarding the whole, you know, uh, issue that we are discussing today, the DNA. I heard, I heard that you. you have done some research on that. Thank you, uh, Sister Jeanette, and thank you uh, to our host and uh, all the brothers uh, on this uh, this line. Uh, I have five minutes. I'm going to try my best to, uh, cons- I mean, to to do a short presentation. Uh, well, you know, every people has a history. The history of a people is uh, first its origin, because you know all the tribe that we have in Cote d'Ivoire, uh, each one has an origin. And then there's an internal migration that took place. And after that, who we are today our present time reality. This reality is also is comprised of a lot of tragedies. I, I talk about tragedies because she, Jeanette talked about the white people and Dandilu talked about the Guru people. Do you understand, can you understand that all these people, uh, the white people and the Guru people are part of a big group called the Kru people in Cote d'Ivoire? So this is where the tragedy comes from. One main group becomes so divided into small groups and they make people think that this group is a separate group. The way are not different from the guru. The guru are not different from the Bete and the Dida and the, the, the Gaudier and so on. So I'm going to tell, talk to you about this main group called the crew people uh, that that's very divided because of our history and because of, of uh, political reasons in Cote d'Ivoire. The, the crew people, how did this name came about? This is not our name. We have our own name, but throughout the years, our people forgot their own identity. Why? Because uh, when the, the white people started to come, to come in uh, around the 17th century, they were so surprised to find very strong black people. So they used them on their, on their fishing boats. Not knowing them, they identified them as crewmen. Crewmen. So as this name crewmen was said on a daily basis, the wise men probably asked the young men, but what are they talking about? What is crewmen? And probably the young men said, oh, they say we are called crewmen. So crewmen became crew. So throughout the years, they adopted this name crewmen, crew. I don't like because you cannot identify uh, a people by their activities. 
because they were fishermen, you call them crewmen. And I don't feel proud to be called a crewman, but what can I do? This is history. So maybe you will ask me, but what was our original name? Fine. I'll answer your question. But let, let me go a little deeper. Is that the crewmen came in Cote d'Ivoire around the 11th century after Christ. That's uh, 1069. So they were the first people on the land of Cote d'Ivoire. They were there when Cote d'Ivoire became a nation. They were there when Cote d'Ivoire was named Cote d'Ivoire. These are the original people. Of, uh, when they came around the coast from Grand Bérébi, Bassam, Grand Laou, until uh, uh, Jacquesville, they did uh, uh, fishing activities. But among them, there were people who didn't, who, who didn't like fishing. They were afraid of the sea. So those ones went into the forest to cultivate and, and, and hunt, do hunting. But later on, centuries later, these brothers that were, that were the fishermen discovered or met them in the deep forest. These are the Guru people. You understand? So the Guru were our ancestors' brothers. They were together, but because they didn't like fishing, they left their brothers very early. They were in the forest. Now, during the internal migration, because when they came, they were now they were they were few, and then years, decades later, they became so many to stay on one little piece of land. So they decided to migrate. That was the internal migration. They, they decided to to conquer some uh, some land and build villages and, and, and do agriculture or hunting. So that's how they spread. Today, if you go, if you look at Cote d'Ivoire, the crew people are one-third of the population of Cote d'Ivoire. One-third. And the, the space that they occupy in Cote d'Ivoire is also uh, more than one-third of the, of the whole space of Cote d'Ivoire because they go from Bassam, from uh, uh, Grand Laou, Jacquesville, they go into Divo, until the Irewata. They go until uh, Ganyoa, Daloa, and Ma. So you see how many we are. But the so, tragedy wow, this is, is that... This is a large group. Wow. Yes, very large group. But the tragedy that I talked about in my introduction is that we were divided politically. They didn't want these people to be organized. So they made sure that they were... Uh, divided into small groups that claim that they are autonomous, that they're no longer part of the big group. So they were not scattered. When you are scattered, you are not strong. But if we were, we were very united and we were organized as one people, this group can be one of the major groups in Cote d'Ivoire. But so, from what you are saying, uh, some of them were went to uh, Bassam, to Jacquesville. Does it mean that they were also involved in the slavery? Now, thank you for that question. Now, remember I told you that we came, that our ancestors came in Cote d'Ivoire around uh, 1069, uh, 11th century. And the white people came around the 17th century. That's where they start taking slaves. So as our ancestors went on the on the fishing boats, some didn't come back. 
when they take them, who knows? Maybe uh, in, uh, in Alaska, Alabama, or, or, or United States, or in, in the island. But when Ashtonave came back, they were take, taken as slaves into America or somewhere else. So we were part of, of that activity. You know, the, the, the story that we keep on hearing, I mean, when we were younger, it was like, uh, oh, uh, our, I mean, our leaders, you know, the, uh, the ancestors, they sold their children for money, for not even money at that time, for salt, for uh, spices. But from what you are saying, so that's another part of the story, that some of okay. them went, went to, to hunt and then they never came back. Now, Jeanette, let me ask you this question as you answer me uh, uh, your question. How do you want a thief to come and tell you, <laughs> yes, Jeanette, I stole your TV? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? They took mm -hmm. our ancestors as fishermen, as crewmen in the fishing boats. They disappear with them. So tell me that my grandfather sold my uncle. No, they didn't sell them. The white people stole our people, but they will never tell you that we stole them. This is a real history. So by saying that, yeah, the, uh, the, the African people, they stole their own brothers, they want the American children to be disconnected from their roots. They want, mm. they want them to be angry at the African people so that they will never be part of them. This is the main reason. That, that really come, you know, take us back to the DNA, you know. So the DNA today is, I believe, is the answer, you know, answer to really reconnect, to, to, to discover, to, to find those who have, we have lost long, long, long time ago. So would you be part of that uh, initiative? Before I tell you yes or no, Janet, the DNA, this is a divine thing, thing something that God created to tell people that the bloodline never get lost. Amen. It can be retrieved. And two bloodlines are not the same. You can trace back uh, before Christ. The bloodline is the same. So if we do this DNA, you will find out that your uncle, your grand-grand-uncle or, or, or grandfather was here. And mm. we've got nephews, cousins, we've got brothers here. Hmm. Hmm. Now, Bernice, do you have any questions for uh, for Laurent? No, I don't have any questions. But I I think that it's very interesting that you would share with us and help us understand just the internal migration that took place throughout Africa. And the fact that people were divided, and because they were divided, they have ancestors, we have ancestors all over the continent of Africa. And so if there's anything that we as the diaspora could do is to try to come together, to engage in a dialogue of understanding. Yeah. And and educating each other because yeah. it it is that lack of education that we have that you have myths and you have stories being told and what mm. you're saying is look we need to come together and we yeah. need to you know the stories are being told but let's understand really what's going on yes 
so that we could come together as a people mm-hmm. to understand our history, to understand our culture, and then to to just reconnect. Yes. Yes, if I may say mm, something, my so sister, Paul. you you said it all. Education. We need to educate ourselves. Education is the key. You see? We need to know where we came from. Remember, after the great uh, the great flood, this is where humanity uh, began again. So when you go back in the history, you will know, you will see that we came from one ancestry, from the children of Noah. The tribe that I'm calling, telling you, telling you about, the crew people in Cote d'Ivoire, trace them. When I did my research, I traced them until Ethiopia. They are children of Sam, one of the children of Noah. So many people, many uh, tribes in Africa come from the same origin, but because of the lack of knowledge, because of not lack of education, we may even fight wars against, against our own brothers. Why? Because the white men, excuse my language, they want us to be divided. The more we are divided, the weaker we are. The more we are united, the stronger we will be. And they don't want us to be strong. But because of the ignorance that's among us, we don't want to be united. Someone among us will take some money and come against his brothers and fight wars against them. We need to educate ourselves because we are one people. Mm-hmm. Our identity is our, is our skin. We are black. We came from one ancestor. Yeah. So, Laura, anyway, thank you so much. This is actually one of the main objectives of uh, this uh, series of uh, conversation that we have initiated. And uh, you have provided so you know, rich you know, kind of uh, information not only about uh, the uh, crew group, not only about uh, Cote d'Ivoire, but even the, 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 the continent, and then also how, you know, um, uh, in the world, uh, you can find African everywhere you go. So, yes, definitely uh, education must be the key. So we need to really organize ourselves, share information, share knowledge, and then reconnect. And then only the diaspora... The diaspora in the in the United States can really make it happen. So thank you so much, and then we'll stay uh, I mean in touch since uh, we have uh, our next steps. So um, thank you again. We will now call the uh, next speaker. Right, and we have uh, area code nine seven three. Nine seven three. Marceline Phillips. Uh, announce your name. You're live. Okay, I'm not sure if they're not connecting, but I just want to say that, you know, we're getting close to the end of the show, Jeanette. Yes, and uh, we- I want to I want to just thank all of the, the guests that came on tonight and also we're at a point where we're at a learning curve. We're trying to understand. 
And as I said before, you find so many people, they're taking their DNA and they're doing it for ancestry. And while this may not be the strongest tool to use, it is a tool of which people are connecting with relatives and they're also looking at their ancestral compositions. And so those of African descent, they're basically saying, this is where I'm from, or at least this is the region where I'm from. So the goal is to try to educate yourself about the region. The tests, as time goes on, will be more refined, but right now this is kind of what you have. So I want to encourage all of the listeners to join the Cote Facebook page, and there are other DNA uh, pages for those who have had their DNA tested and there are of African descent. Check out all of those pages and learn as much as you can about the various countries on the continent of Africa. Now, Jeanette, do you have any closing remarks you would like to share with the listeners? So do, do uh, my question, do you have any other, uh, do you have someone on the line, someone uh I've, I'm seeing people on the line. I'm calling them, bringing them on, but they're not speaking. And so, so because they're not Number saying two. anything, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was asking if you have a, if you tell me the number that you, that is showing. Uh, yes, I'm showing uh, two seven seven nine five five four. Two seven seven nine. Yes. Five four. Right, and then and I the have what? eight zero eight nine seven. You're live. Hello. Hello. Yes. So, so we're going oh. to end the show. Uh, the oh. the list the the individuals are not uh, coming on, and so oh. we're going to end the show tonight. And Jeanette, I just want to thank you for moderating this. Uh, session tonight and thank all of the listeners in the chat room and I want everyone to please remember your ancestors left footprints therefore you should follow the clues that are presented to you through oral history family records and research at the National Archives and beyond. You can continue this discussion on the research at the National Archives and beyond and the Cote d'Ivoire Facebook pages. And also remember to listen to the African Roots podcast with Angela Walton Raji and also watch for the Black Progen Live with host Nika Sewell Smith. Thank you so much for joining Research at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett, and co-host, Jeanette Gallagher. Thank you again, Jeanette, for moderating the show. Good night, everyone. Good night, Jeanette. Good night. Thank you. God bless America. God bless uh, Cote d'Ivoire.